On today's show, Tesla unveils upgrades to the Model 3 that push the price sky high. Toyota says solid state batteries for EVs are a long way off. And FCA is in hot water over diesel emissions. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Elon Musk is touting Tesla's performance version of the Model 3 on Twitter. It includes dual motors, where one can drive the car even if the other gives out, and together they provide all-wheel drive. It features 20-inch wheels, a carbon fiber spoiler, and a black and white interior. It can hit 60 miles an hour in just three and a half seconds. It's got a top speed of 155 miles an hour and has 310 miles of driving range. But all that's going to set you back $78,000, and that's well above its highly touted $35,000 starting price, and that still does not include autopilot. And if you just want all-wheel drive on your Model 3, it costs an additional $5,000. Toyota threw cold water on the idea that solid-state batteries are going to be ready for electric cars by 2020. In an interview with Ward's Auto, Shinzuo Abe, the head of powertrain for Toyota, said they will not be ready for mass production until around 2030. He said they will begin trial production in 2020, but that 2030 is a more realistic time frame for when they'll be ready. EV enthusiasts had been hoping that solid-state batteries would help bring down the cost of electric cars much sooner than that. Merrill Lynch issued a warning that the auto industry in the American market has, and I quote here, entered the early innings of a downturn. Merrill Lynch says the industry faces headwinds from rising interest rates and fuel and raw material prices. It also cites a tsunami of vehicles coming off lease that will flood the used car market, dragging down prices of new and used cars. Merrill Lynch says investors are leery that automakers can sustain their earnings going into this kind of environment. Raj Nair, the former Ford executive who got fired earlier this year, popped up as the COO of a supplier company, and that's coming up next. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by Borg Warner. Propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. Uh-oh, Fiat Chrysler looks to be in big trouble over diesel emissions. First, let's back up a bit. By rule, diesels are allowed to exceed emission levels, but only in certain situations, and you have to tell regulators about those situations. FCA is being accused of installing software in its 3-liter diesel for Jeep Grand Cherokees and Ram pickups, that would allow excess emissions beyond those situations, but it didn't report them. FCA denies using a defeat device, but according to Bloomberg, email records show that FCA had concerns over the engine software as early as 2010. VM Motori, the diesel supplier owned by FCA, wrote that the software was capable of what they call cycle detection, which means it could know when it was being tested for emissions and could change calibrations. 
Rajner, the former president of Ford North America, who was fired earlier this year for inappropriate behavior, was named the chief operating officer of the Canadian supplier Multimatic. That company is famous for its racing expertise and for making an innovative shock absorber using spool valves that are used in the hardcore off-road Chevrolet Colorado ZR2 and in other applications. The company also manufactures Ford's GT sports car. Qualification for the Indianapolis 500 took place over the weekend and produced a number of surprises. Ed Carpenter qualified fastest with a speed over 229 miles an hour. That's about 370 kilometers an hour. Carpenter is from Indianapolis and runs his own team. But for this race, he's driving one of his own cars. Chevrolet-powered cars dominated qualifying, taking eight of the top 10 positions. Danica Patrick, supposedly making her last race appearance, qualified seventh. I say supposedly because if she does well in her race, we'd expect her to get other offers to drive. And in a stunning development, James Hinchcliffe, the popular Canadian driver who sits fifth in the Drivers' Championship, failed to qualify. Coming up next, a look at how 3D printing is actually being used by automakers. Lighter, safer, stronger, quieter, and more sustainable. Tell us where you need to go and we'll help you get there. Dow Automotive Systems. We don't succeed unless you do. On last week's AutoLine After Hours, we were joined by John Walker from 3D Printing Company, EOS of North America. And he talked about how EOS helped GM create a seat bracket that not only reduces its size, but also the complexity of manufacturing the part. This part right here is actually what General Motors just did, and this was built on an EOS machine. This was the existing part. So what, what is, is that, that part? Yeah. This is a seat mounting bracket, and this is eight individual stamped components that are either welded or bolted together. And this is the design-optimized part for 3D printing. So the story here is that this is a part that they would like to try and to get into production with an electric vehicle. There's a huge benefit to weight savings on the electric vehicle. The lighter we can make the cars, the better the battery life. And we start looking at complex components on there and figuring out how to make them lighter. So the story in this part is that this is eight individual parts. This is one. So we need to understand the entire cost to make eight. So there's the cost for the tooling. There's the cost for the actual stamping process. There's the cost for the assembly. This comes out of the machine, minimal post-processing, and it's ready to go. So we need, we've eliminated the tooling costs. So even though this finished part costs X and this one might cost Y, and Y is probably more expensive than X, if we've cut the tooling costs out of there, we've cut the assembly costs out of there, we've cut the tooling design costs out of there, we've cut the electrodes that might be involved on the EDM side, like there's all these other processes that we cut out of the equation, and now we have something to talk about, and the total time and cost of this might be X, and now our Y should be less expensive and faster. And a programming note here, there will not be an AutoLine After Hours this week, as the crew is tied up with another video production. But that wraps it up for today's report. Thank you for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.